0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Just Own You Joy podcast with Jessica Bright Peterson. And today I am beyond thrilled that I have Carrie Price with us today. She is a fantastic wife, mother of five. Yes, I said five. Um, She's an essential oils educator. She's a group fitness instructor. She's been doing that I believe over 10 years. Um, she, we met while our husbands were going together, going together, were in school together um, during chiropractic. Um, she's always been an advocate of health. I've watched her for years when we met. She's always teaching, wanting to help everybody, what I love, what she quotes, their whole journey process. Um, and so I am so happy that she's here today. And thank you for joining us, Carrie.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to connect with you in this way. And yeah, it's going to be an awesome podcast today. I'm excited. Awesome. 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 So her
0: blog, you will find her on, she's got a blog. She's got, um, she's on all social media, Instagram and Facebook as Whole Journey Mama. And I want her to tell us about this journey of becoming the whole journey mama. Like how did that evolve? How did it develop and how did you become confident in that process of being the whole journey mama?
1: Yeah. Well, I think first and foremost, we always have to remember that it's always a journey and that we're always Mm -hmm. becoming right. And it's never that we're fixed. Right. It's always this journey. And you know, my journey kind of began long ago uh, when I I just became really kind of fascinated with health in general. And I started out with fitness, right? And that was the first component of starting to move my body and feeling better when I moved my body. Um, I became fascinated with fitness because it was kind of my outlet of emotional healing um just from different things that i went through as a child different things that i had experienced and i noticed that when i started to move move my body more that i just felt better i was more confident and you know i just i felt like i could show up and serve better and so that's kind of when i decided to become this part of my hobby job is what i call it and yeah Mm -hmm. i've been doing it now for about 12 years and i I can't believe it's been 12 years. I'm like, has it been 12 years since I've been like playing this (laughs) game, but I love group fitness. I, I love connecting with people through movement and helping them. I realize in this journey that actually everyone else has a journey in my class and everyone's there for a different reason, you know, and I'm able to connect with them on not only a movement level, but an emotional level. I teach yoga, dance, fitness. Um, I teach all all sorts of different classes. So that's kind of how it began. But obviously, you know, that when you start with one area, there's this huge rainbow, Mm -hmm. right? That you start on, you're like, Oh, well, then there's this. And then there's this. And then there's this. And then um, I think you got to kind of have to see life through those lenses of always becoming whole. And that it's about wholeness and coming back to wholeness and cultivating even a relationship with ourself about wholeness. And so that's mm-hmm. kind of like how it all started. And, you know, I guess we'll kind of tie in my experience of going through that rainbow or, you know, there's so many layers to this where we can go and advocate or talk about. So um, I'll kind of let you lead me the way yeah. on which way you want me to talk and, you know, how you want me to take you on that journey or which part we want to focus on the most. Sure. Can you take us back, I guess, to the beginning? Let's start at the beginning of that rainbow.
0: How did it evolve? What were some of those pivotal points? You know, fitness was, you know, your beginning of your journey. What was the next point? And then go ahead, take us on
1: the journey. I want to hear it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, obviously when you start to, become a mom, it opens up a whole new avenue of learning about health and learning about children's health. And obviously, you know this, um, as wives in chiropractic school, we actually go on a journey ourselves Mm -hmm. and we start to learn and we start to evolve. And that's kind of where that next level came for me is I started learning more about the body and the nervous system and how that worked. And then, you know, my own son having some own health challenges with some birth trauma and different medical injuries. And then me going to the next level with him, starting to research and learn about what I could do to help him. And I always tell people, you know, it's kind of like this rabbit hole where you start to dig.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and then you're there you're like wow this is fascinating and you learn and grow and then you're like oh there's more and then you dig some more and so that's kind of how that evolved for me and I'm pretty sure you could advocate for this too Jessica that once you know this then you start asking more questions right and then you start going over here and then you learn about this and one of the things that I love about even this coming back to wholeness or holistic lifestyle is that we're always in the process of expansion, you know, it's never this fixed thing where we're like, oh, we've arrived, right? It's always, an ex- um, I'm always in the state of expansion of learning, you know, about maybe emotional health. And then that taking me on a journey to be like, oh, well that my emotions actually, uh, causing physical ailments in my body and let me learn about that and how they all tie together or even, you know, vice versa, learning about, you know, your baby and different options that you have for birthing, you know, and then going down that road too. Like it's this whole, this whole picture. And I have loved it because when you are in this constant state of expansion, you feel empowered. And I've always felt empowered and confident. And when you feel empowered and confident, you are certain. And when Mm. you are certain, you can bring that certainty to others and then bring them along this journey with you. And that's my whole thing about Whole Journey Mama and about um, implementing small and simple changes that make a big impact because it's not these big things that took me on the journey it was the little things little by little and then you grow and you learn you expand and then it takes you on that journey right it's a process so i hope that makes sense i know that i can babble no
0: that's great that's that's perfect because i think a lot of us moms as soon as we become a mom we are like oh my goodness Um, There's so much research out there on eating this, doing this type of birth, doing, uh, taking this kind of supplements, or as you know, you're a big oil advocate, getting into oils. It can be very overwhelming for moms, especially Mm -hmm. if they're embarking on that, uh, trying to go into the holistic lifestyle, and it's all brand new. And So what would you recommend as maybe a new mom or maybe a veteran mom for, they are trying to embrace this holistic lifestyle, want to be confident in those decisions, but are so completely overwhelmed. What do you say to all the moms? I know this is
1: a common thing you get when
0: they reach out to you.
1: Yeah. So one of the things that I teach at Whole Journey Mama is on a scale from one to 10, Where are you at in this specific? So let's just take eating, for example, or where are you at in this aspect of health and just grade yourself from one to 10. And how can you make that? Like, let's say if it's a two, like, how can we make that a four or five? Like, what are the steps that we have to take? And what is that? Maybe it's more water intake and um, tracking your water for that week. Maybe it's, you know, adopting the habit of drinking apple cider vinegar every morning to start that digestion, to start that detox process, you know? um, So just rating yourself where you're at, even like emotional health. And I know that I've done this specifically recently, like where am I at emotionally and what do I need to do to take that to the next level? Because if we look at it where we're like, we got to go from one to a 10, you're never going to do it. You're never going to go from a one to a 10, but you can go from like a one to a three and then rate yourself again, come back and say, how can I get that to a three to a five? And then what I teach is when you do something enough, these daily simple habits that it actually starts to become a lifestyle and it's second nature. And so sometimes when I'm helping patients, like at my husband's care office or friends, I kind of have to reel back because I realize, okay, wait, this is my lifestyle. I've done this for so long. It's like the back of my hand. And so I don't know if you get this too, Jessica, where you kind of have this epiphany where you're like, Oh yeah, like this is something that is a little bit harder for people. And I have to reel it back in a little bit and say, These are the steps that I took to be able to get to this 10 that I am at right now. It wasn't this, you know, it's not overnight, right? And a lot we could talk like about weight loss or we could talk about you know a bunch of different things with oils or emotional health how it's not just go from a one to a ten because here's the deal what i always teach as well is that a confused mind will always say no and your subconscious mind and your mind if if you're so confused and overwhelmed you will always just say no and your mind will tell you no and so if you could break it down to small and simple changes and you know, it doesn't have to be huge. You know, it's, you know, for me, like one of the things that I do is I call it the power 10 and it's either in the morning or at night. And I do something for 10 minutes to stimulate my mind, to stimulate my body and to stimulate some type of spiritual aspect in in my body, in my mind, and that can look differently for everyone, depending on you know what your beliefs are. So, mine might be some scripture study or praying, and then you know I always, in some yoga instructor, I do a certain type of breathing and meditating, and then you know looking at goals and stuff, s- stimulating possibility in my mind, and then doing some sort of um, small movement and you know, right now in my life with five babies, well, I shouldn't say I have babies right now. I have older kids, excuse me, and I have younger babies. So mine is, looks like 10 or 15 minutes right now. But when you're older, maybe you're a different stage of life, that might look like a power hour, you know, for you. That might look like maybe even a power two hours, like depending, on where you're at in your life to help you right now. I have a good 10, 15 minutes and I have created this habit where I do this every morning or every night and it's habitual. And if I don't do it, then I realize, wow, I feel so much differently. I'm not showing up the way I should. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't taken time for me. And I think that's a lot of, even as moms, we don't take the time for ourselves. And so when we can't show up for ourselves even for just a small moment then it's so hard to show up for others and we're always wanted and needed and we're we're just dragged so many different areas right be this be that do this mom this mom you know wipe my bottom give me some food you know um you know and now I have older kids now so even helping them with emotional things like you know not being liked by other friends or, you know, it's this whole thing. And so when we feel so, when our cup is so empty and we're just like, there is not even a drop left. How can we possibly like show up for our family? How can we possibly show up for our community? How can we possibly show up for anything if our cup has not even a drop in it? And so filling that cup either in the morning or at night, I know some people are morning people, some people are night people. Um, Just pick a time to be consistent with it. And I think that's the most thing that has taught me is consistency and discipline. And I know it's so hard sometimes, but if we can be consistent and discipline with all aspects of our life, spiritually, um, health, finances, all of those things, Because you know this, if one aspect is out, the other aspect is out. So Mm -hmm. if your marriage is struggling, it usually shows up in your business. If your business is struggling, it's showing up in your finances. If your relationships are struggling, it's showing up emotionally. And so to create this wholeness, to cultivate um, a relationship of wholeness with ourselves and wholeness as a whole, we can look at the different aspects but they all work as one and you know how beautiful that is i think it's such a beautiful thing that um you know our god has made it so it's supposed to be whole in that way so
0: i love that thank you carrie i i'm writing down notes so moms i hope you are as well because i'm gonna put it in the show notes this power of 10 Um, I like because I hear all the time power hour and I'm big into power hour. I also have four kids and power hour doesn't always happen just because when they're little, their consistency of waking up might be 5 a.m. today because they have teething problems. Tomorrow it could be seven and you're gloriously like praising hallelujah that they slept till seven. So it's just this <laughs> Wide range of you kind of you have to ebb and flow with the tide. So I like this um, power of ten minutes to stimulate the mind, body, spirit. Um, and she touched on a whole bunch. So I want to touch on a little bit of that, um, like the wellness part of eating, getting, um, and then we'll touch on to the mind, spirit as well. So I want to touch on what do you tell your moms? like top three things when they're trying to improve their eating habits. Um, And then I also want to know top three tips when they're trying to improve their wellness, such as in the oils or trying to go a more holistic approach. Cause I feel like three things are very manageable, manageable. When you go beyond that, sometimes we get into that confused mind. Um, So,
1: Can you tell us some of those, what you recommend? So uh, I actually have this on my blog, but definitely for both of those is, you have to learn how to read ingredients, number one. And your shopping trips might take a while um, when you first start out reading ingredients. But I always say you need to learn how to read ingredients on products and then on food products. The first three to five ingredients are the most important. If the first ingredient is sugar, or if the first ingredient is something you can't read, it's probably something you don't want to be putting on your body or in your mouth. Um, One of the greatest persons I know said that we could dig a grave with our own spoon if we wanted. Mm. And so we don't want to be digging a grave with the spoon of what we put into our mouth. And the same goes everything you put on your body is within your bloodstream within 30 seconds. And so this is why I'm a big oils advocate because I mix a lot of different things with essential oil, plant essences, um, plant-based raw material that my body can recognize. And so it's just so important what we're putting on our bodies as much as we're putting in. So I would say that's definitely number one is learning to read ingredients And also not being overwhelmed by that because one of the things I remember when I started, Oh man, like, you know, where I used to be like a perfume Nazi, you know, and bath and body works. And, you know, I grew up drinking tons of soda. Like I thought it was like soda, then water. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) I grew up drinking that. It was just, I was, you know, from a small town and like, it was really the cool thing to drink soda and my parents drank it. And so you kind of learn habits from your parents, you know, and in college, like eating Totina pizza rolls to survive and, you know, all of those things. And so not even being ashamed of your journey either. Like that is kind of what taught me too, is just being like, okay, um, I can make those switches, you know what I mean? And I remember when I first started getting off soda, um, I remember, you know, those little small cans of soda, like teeny tiny cans. So instead of saying, I'm not going to drink any more soda, I went to the smaller cans. And then two months later, I said, okay, instead of that, like I'm just going to have water now. And I took it on a journey, right? Instead of saying, I'm going to quit cold turkey and I know maybe some people could do that, but I know for me, it wasn't really manageable because when you grow up, grow up drinking, you know, I just remember my husband's like, you cannot be married to me if you're drinking soda. Like, it, <laughs> like and it was like, okay, I, this is a habit that I have to quit. And then I remember, you know, um, once you know better, you do better. Right. And so then learning about, different synthetic fragrances, and how much that was affecting my health. I used to get tons and tons and tons of headaches. And yes, we could go down a whole road of chiropractic, um, which maybe I actually might share that story with you. But uh, realizing how much the fragrance is affecting my health, and then realizing, okay, that's something that I could give up and switch it to something else to essential oils where I can get a natural fragrance that's actually benefiting my health Mm -hmm. instead of hurting my health. Mm -hmm. And so definitely learning, um, number one, I definitely would say reading ingredients. And then um, the second thing um, I I specifically say with food is the number one, I don't like the food pyramid, okay? But just throw the food pyramid out the window. Don't if if I was to make a food pyramid, water would be at the very bottom. And so if you could increase your water intake by even two to three times more than what you're consuming, you're actually going to be more full. Um, You're going to be hydrated. So you're going to feel better. Your skin's going to glow because you are hydrated. And, you know, 80% of our body's water, like 70 to 80%, our bodies crave and want water. And so that's the number one thing is I always tell people, if you could increase your water, number one on the food side, you're gonna feel so much better. And even on the other side of wellness lifestyle, you're going to, your skin is gonna glow. Um, I Remember, you're gonna feel hydrated. So for me, I noticed less headaches. Um, even, um, you know, the suppleness in my skin felt different because I was more hydrated. And so um, on both sides of the spectrum, just, I know it sounds so simple, right? Um, An easy way, oh, do I not have my water bottle? I usually have it right next to me. But an easy way that I track my water is I have this big water bottle and I say that I'm going to fill that up three times a day And if you need a reward system to be like, if I drink three of these a day, then I get to go, I don't know, buy a new pair of earrings or, you know, creating a system for yourself. Maybe it's a different reward for you. Or, you know, I love getting pedicures or something or like just making it like goal oriented for yourself as well. So you actually want to accomplish it. And I know it sounds so silly sometimes and so simple. Everyone's like, drink more water, drink more water. But do you actually do it? Do you actually try to drink more water? And when you do it and then you realize, wow, I feel so much better. And you've done it for so long, right? Becomes a habit. Yeah. And then it becomes a lifestyle where you're like, this is what I do. I drink this much water a day. It's not, it's like the back of my hand. It's no big deal. And so that's what the pattern that you want to get into is it becoming a habit and then becoming part of your lifestyle. So you don't even think twice about it. Excellent. So, and then, so that's number two. And then the third thing, man, I could go down so many avenues. Right. Um, so I would definitely say for food wise, is getting protein at at meals that you need to have it. So for me, I noticed that if I'm doing, and then obviously we want to look at clean proteins too. So some of my favorite things to do is when I snack is I always ask myself, does this have good fat and protein? None of us have problem getting carbohydrates, okay? Like carbs just is so easy (laughs) for us, right? We love it. We love carbs. And things that have good fat in it, I usually have carbs. So nuts. And so, um, I wish I could show you one of my tips that I do even for eating is snacking and making sure your protein. So I buy these, uh, and I recycle them. Okay. So I'm, I'm very earth friendly. So no judgment on this part. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But they're, I buy these little plastic containers at Walmart or I don't know where you guys live. They're at Walmart or here we have Fred Meyer or I don't know. They might be at Publix like if you're in more of the southern states. Mm -hmm. They're just small little five ounce containers and I can send you the link on it. You can put it in the show notes if you want, um, Jessica. Mm -hmm. But I literally fill those with protein snacks, and I take them everywhere I go. I shove them in my purse. And honestly, they're great for kids too. I'm like, Oh, you need a snack. Here you go. Because guess what? When you have snacks and you're a busy mom and you're on the go and you're on the go, what do you want to do? You want to eat out. And then usually what are those options when we have to eat out? Right? So, I mean, I put everything in these, I put boiled eggs, I put nuts. I even put pumpkin seeds. Sometimes I fill it with a little bit of like coconut yogurt with a little bit of peanut butter and blueberries. So I have a quick snack that has good protein, good fat. And so I'm full and my kids are full, right? You know, I don't know. I swear kids are always hungry, right? I'm like, I just fed you. And so if I have these snacks and I'm like, here, here's a snack, you know, and that has probably what helped me so i guess the third thing is i would say is look at how you're snacking and look to see if you can um increase the good protein that you're eating when it comes to the eating side and being prepared having those snacks and um it's been a hit with clients and people that i've shared this with they're like this is such a game changer because when you have little snacks and you could just you know we don't wanna to get to a place where we're absolutely starving, right? Because what happens when we're starving? Our blood sugar has dropped and and then we're, we overeat, right? And then we feel bloated and then our body can't solely digest because we've overeaten and our blood sugar has dropped so much. And let's face it, when our kid's blood sugar drops and they're starving, they're not very happy, right? So. <laughs> they're crying and throwing fits because they're so hungry. And so I even do little kids snacks in there as well. My kids love berries or, um, a little bit of organic cheese or, um, you know, they eat a lot of the same snacks that I do as well. And so that's kind of my tip for eating. Um, I would say third on the wellness side is self care. And checking in with yourself at least weekly emotionally. How am I doing?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Checking in with your heart, asking yourself what are what do I need right now? What what are what's not being met emotionally right now? And we could go down a whole road there. That could be like I need more connection with my spouse. I need. Um, I feel so drained because I've been so needed. So I might need to rest on Sunday. So maybe asking your spouse, can you watch the kids so I can nap because I'm just so exhausted or, you know, it can mean, it can mean a lot of different things, right? So checking in and self-care can look a couple of different ways, right? It can, and I, and I think people think self-care is like, oh, I got to get some roses and dump them all in this bath and have essential oils and just be like, Oh, this is amazing. You don't have to do that. Kay. Is, could you do that? Sure. But I think people think it's this elaborate thing that you have to like do for yourself. And it doesn't have to be like, I know one of the persons I work with part of her self care is making her bed. She thinks making her bed is part of her self care routine. So maybe even writing down and like checking in with yourself, you know, maybe it's, you know, guess what? I only took yoga this many times a week or so I need to do that for more meditation or I need to, you know, one of my things I love to do is I need to go outside. I love to be outside and I love the sun to hit my chest And I love drinking like warm herbal tea, even when it's warm outside, like I just love feeling warm, simple things like that. And so one of the things, tips I could bring you to that is, I don't know if you've heard of joy listing, Mm. but joy listing is a beautiful thing. So on one side of the paper, you write things that bring you joy that don't cost money. And on the second side, you write things that bring you joy that cost money. And every single day, you need to do something that doesn't cost you money, that brings you joy. And again, very simple things, going outside, maybe it's just sitting and breathing. Maybe you love to read, and so it's reading for five minutes, and that can tie into your power 10, you know. And so, and then, you know, on the second side, it could be, you know, things that cost you money. So, you know, for me, I love retail therapy or, you know, I think all of us like the retail therapy or you know, I love listening to podcasts such as this. So it's just, you know, listening to a podcast or for me, I love to be around water. And so it's like, okay, well, maybe I need to, you know, go to the water. I love being in the mountains or going on a hike or, you know, just Checking in with yourself and seeing what needs to be met. And maybe it's journaling. Maybe it's, you know, I just need a break for a minute and communicating that with your spouse. Like, I just, I'm so run down. I'm so drained. I just need a little bit of a break and having them, you know, take the kids or, so I would just definitely say that's probably the third thing is self-care, checking in with yourself emotionally. How am I doing? what needs do I need to be met and uh you know I get it and I know some people are listening to this they're like oh I don't have time I I'm so busy Uh, like my kids are screaming they're crying they're throwing fits they're my life is in chaos um and I get it because guess what I have been there and I have been at my wits end and I have been in tears like I But just know, again, bring it back to wholeness, you control your energy, you control the energetic feel in your house. And so when you can control yourself and bring it back to wholeness, then the energy is different. And so I guess that's another thing is just another tip I could say that I've always done because I've been in those moments. I know you could probably relate, Jessica, or just days one this morning where, <laughs> <laughs>
0: so i i i i, I want to know more about um this so i'm gonna kind of do a, a like a wrap up so people know so she gave tips on on eating which by the way i really want you to go to her website because Lots of moms be- are gonna say, oh, well that's so nice. Carrie probably never gives her kids any fun foods and I'm so overwhelmed. Let me tell you this, Carrie makes the most amazing, like she just makes stuff up in her head and my kids absolutely love her faux ramen recipe. We get the ingredients and they're like, please make the ramen and I have to give oh, credit to I Carrie. Have- yeah. yep. Yeah. And then she's got this Nutella faux thing that I'm like, yep, we're going to try that because occasionally I give my kids that because that is one of their favorite things. I, I'm a mom that doesn't ever say the you never can have that because I don't want when they leave the house to be like binge eating all these terrible things and having bad reactions. Um, but I limit those things.
1: Well, right. And I think that's another thing too, is having balance in your life. Like uh, if you go to my website and if you go to my Instagram, I talk about this a lot, the 80, 20 rule. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe in birthday cake and bacon. Um, If you know me, like I am such a sucker for like a really good, not gluten free pretzel with spicy cheese with some boba (laughs) on the side. Like I love all that stuff too, you know, Um, But guess what? when I'm doing that once in a while, it's, your body is a self-regulating machine. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if it's once in a while, right? It's like that, we need that for emotional stimulation. It's fun to go out with your girlfriends and, and have things or birthday cake bacon is what I kind of always say. I got to believe in those things because we, but it again, those small and simple changes, it's what we're doing 80% of the time. And so even with, Your workout routine, or with anything like self care, 80% of the time you're showing up for yourself, you're doing this 80%, the 20% where you've had like this crazy bad emotional day and it's so hard. Um, you know, it's what's happening like 80% of the time, and you know. And, you know, there's certain things like the Roman recipe or like right now we're making tons of homemade popsicles because, you know, I've read ingredients and popsicles, but those are so easy to make and my kids love them and they're healthy and I can throw things in there that maybe they don't know. And they're like, this is amazing, mom. And I'm like, yeah, they are, they, you know, (laughs) kind of thing. So anyway, so I love that you mentioned that. It's about balance. I mean- We can't. I know that if you have some type of food allergy or if you're very much autoimmune and stuff, you have to be very careful. But for the most part, um, again, it's a lifestyle, and you know you have to have balance in the lifestyle because if it's so strict and so structured, your subconscious you'll just push back on that, and that's just us, how humans are. So. Having that flexibility and balance, I think, is super important when it comes to food, self-care, emotions, all of those things, uh, absolutely number one is important
0: absolutely so so she covered her wellness which i really want everybody to go to her website and start following her because she's just got fabulous things on making things simple for us moms so that the journey isn't difficult so that we can be confident in these decisions and then we've got the self-care i love i love the joy list the cost and not cost please do that that will be in the show notes um i also want you to touch on that um the energy like that we are at we as moms we set the tone for the day um and i want you to like touch on some of that and then touch on the energy of how we feel about ourselves because a lot of us moms as soon as we have kids we that self-confidence kind of diminishes because we have body image, you know, that we're trying to work with and we do a lot of shaming and self-loathing. And I know that since you work with so many women,
1: can you talk about that for us, Carrie? So sure. energy with that. And yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> this is what I always tell people. Um, you like three things for your body. So number one, Um, words of self-love and appreciation and you have to love your body like so for instance with one of my pregnancies I gained almost 70 pounds with my pregnancy you have to love your body during the process you have to love your body I loved my body and appreciated my body carrying this bouncing baby boy that was almost nine pounds you know uh Pre- well you
0: should tell them that you,
1: you are only
0: 411. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um so and Carrie is tiny as a minute. Um so <laughs> but you can imagine I remember her pregnant um with her boys um when yes and she's yes. adorable. Yeah. Aww.
1: Like yeah I'm as big as around is. I am Small, I guess I could say, like, I don't know, I I get very large when I'm pregnant, but um, what I learned along the journey is um, immediately being appreciative of your body and loving your body during the process, because I promise you when you get arrived or the, the goal weight that you want, or you have arrived, if you don't love your body during the process, you will not love your body when you have arrived. When you feel like you've arrived, because you haven't trained your brain, you haven't trained the self-love to come in. You'll always be wanting more. You'll never say, you'll always be like, I'm not enough. I'm not enough. And so you have to love your body and appreciating it. You know, instead of looking at all your stretch marks and all of everything, and um, you know, I know that we've all said things about ourselves instead of appreciating it and loving it and saying like, wow, I carried life in my body. And, um, I mean, you probably know some of my experiences, Jessica, but I've had, you know, I've had home births and I've had two scary births where it's emergency, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, having to sit on bed rest for a while and me, me on bed rest that I, I don't do well, not moving. Right. So (laughs) Having that humble me and appreciating the process, appreciating my body and it carried this child and, you know, my last pregnancy, having to fight for my child's life, you know, to bring her into the world. And so, but I had to tell myself that I appreciated that and I appreciated, you know, I couldn't move at all. And so I feel like with my last pregnancy was like. Oh my gosh more stretch marks can't move and you know for me my problem area has always been my my stomach area and but it's like instead of being like oh saying something negative i'm like wow i appreciate that my body has carried five beautiful children that i have these marks and these are marks of life giving like i've given life and You have to come to a place of gratitude first. And then as you work through, you know, doing your exercise routine, when you have arrived or you feel like I've met my goals, then you're going to love your body too. I promise you, I see it all the time in people that they're so negative even before during the process. And then when they've met their goals, they're like, this still isn't enough. And it's not enough because you were never enough before. So you have to come to a place of I am enough before, before we're coming over here. So that's how we're building body confidence. And you know, it's, and I feel like we have so much coming at us too as women. Oh, we should look like this. We should be like this or just appreciate yourself, appreciate I mean, our bodies are so amazing. Like, if you really think about it, we can grow a baby. We can have the baby. Our body feeds the baby. Like, wow. Like, how amazing is that? Then our body can take care of multiple children. Like, we can really, we can go off of no sleep and still be alive. Like wow. You know, so appreciate that. I mean, wow. That's all I have to say is our bodies are amazing. And so appreciate your body. And then like I always say, love, appreciate, and then approve upon. So what are things every day that you're doing to improve upon your body? And again, we could go back to what I was just talking about. Do I need to improve upon my emotional health? Am I improving upon maybe working out more? What are some things that I need to do to improve upon? Do I need to up my water intake? Do I need to start reading ingredients and putting less toxic chemicals that I'm eating and on my body? What are, and then that can go back to taking you from a one to a three, right? What are some things that I can do to improve upon my body every single day, every day? what are those things so i hope that made sense sometimes that that was absolutely perfect
0: um the self-love component um because i'm going to be completely transparent and honest after i had my fourth baby um there were so many days that i would get in the shower and just cry because i was like things weren't working as fast as the other pregnancies I'm um, getting getting my body back. And I would be just in there crying. My husband's like, what is wrong? And I'm like, yes, I don't know what's going on. Like full oh, crying. And he's like, Jessica, you're doing, you're in the process. It will go back. Yeah. And I wanted, like all of us, we want, I had the baby yesterday. Tomorrow I want to fit in my jeans. Like that's just how we want it to be. And Carry is really about embracing the process, and I, I for a long time like, and I would do the watch. Um, I'm really big like carry on watching what I'm eating. Very active um, uh, with my hit training and running and everything, and it did come off, but it was longer than the others, and I needed to be patient. Um, but emotionally, I was really not very nice to myself. And so I like that you're talking about this self-love. So I want you to give some more tips on that. Like talk a little bit like more strategic, like okay, maybe we we focus on the good that our body's doing or um
1: how else can we love the body? Yeah. Yeah. One of the things and this is for all of motherhood. The number one thing having five babies, being a veteran mom, number one thing is you cannot set Expectations. (laughs) There are no expectations. Intention. There's intention, not expectations. Because when we start to give ourselves expectations and we don't meet that expectation, then we go into sorrow and self pity and all those things. But if we can set an intention and say, This is my intention, and then again, going from a one to a three and those little intentions and then it growing to that lifestyle, that's more obtainable. And it's it, with anything. I mean, we could talk about so much. Like I know moms are like, Oh, my baby's not sleeping through the night and they're only six weeks old. I'm like, what? <laughs> like that's a huge expectation. There is no, and especially with newborns, right? We're, there's no expectations. Like, you know, and so, you know, talking to moms about creating a sleep routine instead of an expectation, you know, there's a sleep cycle, you know, that you focus on and and um I don't even like the word routine because it seems so structured, but like um what is the word that I'm looking for? Um I just spaced the word that I'm looking for. Um rhythm or something like babies learn by rhythm and um And so everything, we have all these expectations coming to us. Oh, you should look like this. Oh, your baby should be sleeping through the night. Like, I cannot tell you how many people come to me. Or, oh, my baby's not doing this. I'm like, the expectation is so, we need to stop with expectations, with everything because that's what gets us into this self-pity and this
0: mm-hmm.
1: unself love. I'm so I get so tired of it sometimes, you know? I'm I get so tired of the expectation because it's like, no, that's that's not. I mean, my kids don't sleep the night till they're 2 years old, like, and is that okay? Like, and I've, you know, I've read all the books, I've done, you know, and it's like some babies do and some babies don't, but to have this expectation especially when they're so small. Or to have this expectation that I'm supposed to fit back in my jeans, or this expectation of whatever it is in motherhood, just stop with expectations. We can have intention. And, you know, I even take this into my yoga classes in my exercise class that I teach. I always say, there is no expectations here. But what is our intention for the class? Think of that. What's your goal? Intention, not expectation and when you come to an energetic when your energy is an intention trust me you're going to accomplish so much more because when you have an expectation you feel obligated and when you feel obligated you tell your subconscious brain your subconscious brain is like no 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 but when you have intention and there is no obligation. It's just this energetic intention of a goal or whatever you're working on in your life. Then that's when the subconscious, is like, yes, that's the positive energy. I'm going to work to do that because trust me, our, our subconscious mind is working against this most of the time. And so we have to, always be working so probably the number one tip that i could just say is that just no more expectations and just get it out of your vocabulary and being able to recognize the expectation too so when someone says why is your baby not sleeping through the night or any sort of comment you could tell yourself wow they're stuck in expectation when i'm not there i'm in i'm in intention you know and so being able to reel that in and and you know, call it for what it is and coming back to the intention instead of expectation or we could go through a whole thing of, you know, with moms, you know, you're, you're amazing. You're, you, you are the mother for your children. You are doing everything. And especially if you're doing Mm -hmm. all the things that we talked about, you're showing up and being there for your children the way that God needs you to. And so God does not X, God doesn't have expectations on us. So it's only the intention and that energy is so much more positive. So that's probably the biggest takeaway I should say in self-love.
0: That is beautiful, Carrie. I love the intention um, thing. uh, Instead of expectations, uh, especially for moms. Our, our last question today, don't worry, everybody, we're going to have Carrie back on. She has a beautiful story that she's going to share on emotional health with grief um, that we're going to captivate in, it, in our another episode with Carrie. Um, but today we wanted to focus on wellness within motherhood um, and body image and things like that. So our last just own you question is what would you wrap it all up would you recommend for moms to find joy in their specific journey and not
1: feel bad about it? What would you say Wow, that's such a like broad question right and then I mm-hmm. could go to so many different areas I mean I think and feel again just setting the intention that this you need to own take ownership of your own journey and remember we're all so different and when i come back and share my story of you know grief and sorrow of losing my parents and losing my twin brother and 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 that journey just know that this life that we are given is to be cultivated in wholeness and When we can always come back to wholeness, again, we're going to show up better, have intention to be the best person that we want to be. We can, we have, I guess what I want to say is this all of us have unique gifts and value that bring massive value to the world. Mm. And when we can come back to cultivate wholeness within ourselves, then. We can live those out, right? We can um, pursue those things, those gifts, and those values. We all possess them. But just like we were talking about the expectation, sometimes we don't know that we have them. Or because we're so bogged down with other things and we're not doing self care, we're not doing these things, we can't tap into what those gifts and values are. And when we can come back to a place of wholeness and ownership of ourselves our mind our body our spirit that's when the beautiful thing happens and you know what a journey i mean i'm still on a journey and i guess i want to say that too is going back to the beginning we're always in a level of expansion we're never fixed when you come say that i'm fixed i'm i've arrived that's when we always become complacent when we become uh, what is even the word, idle, right? We don't ever want to be in those places where we're complacent or idle, always be in a place of expansion. How can I do better? I mean, I'm still, even with a mom to five, I'm still in a growth stage of expansion. How can I be better? How can I show it better? And I'll, you know, tie in my experience next time I talk, but even going to a next level with learning how to cope with grief and be a mom, you know? how do you do that? You know, um, how do you cope with loss and then show up for your kids emotionally, you know? Um, Same thing, it can be with any experience going through trauma and then being, you know, and so I feel like if we could wrap it up, that is what I would say is that just this is your journey and these unique gifts and value that we all possess god wants us to show them and how do we do that it's by cultivating a a whole body experience of wholeness and if you follow me on instagram i talk about this all the time uh believing in your whole journey and i call it high vibes right living this high vibrational life and no, guess what? A high vibrational life isn't always up here, right? It's not high vibrational life. It's like this, right? Because we could say this with anything. We all know that we've had trials, tribulations, going into the darkness, and learning and growing. Just like my experience, you know, with my own son, um, you know, birth trauma, going into those places of darkness different kind of crisis pregnancies that I've had or different experiences I've had going through those things in darkness and then being able to say, what, how have I learned? How can I grow from this? And always being that constant state of expansion of growth and not being stuck because when we get stuck, that's when, you know, I mean, it's not a good place to feel that way. And I've seen moms, tons of moms that I've helped be in this stuck position and how grateful I am to be in this place of service to show up for other moms and help them because it's my passion. And yeah, so I could talk forever, but I hope that made sense. I feel like I ramble and ramble, but it was beautiful. Thank you, Carrie. So tell it, tell them where they can find
0: you on Instagram, Facebook, and your website.
1: Yeah, so they're all the same. It's just wholejourneymama.com. Um, I am most active on Instagram. It's kind of my main platform. Um, I publish on there every single day on my Insta stories. Um, I share a little bit of my personal life, um, and I but I also just share lots. You know, you can look at my story highlights. I have tons of content on there of tips and tricks of – living a simple holistic lifestyle, how you can adopt this into your lifestyle and come to a place of wholeness, living this high vibrational life that I talk about. And so, um, yeah, you'll, you'll get a lot from me. I share a lot of vulnerability. I don't hold anything back. So just fair warning. Uh, <laughs> I, I even, I'm a big advocate of crucial conversations and I sometimes talk about topics that are probably harder to talk about, right? And that maybe you don't want to talk about, but we talk about them. And because I feel like it's so important to go to these crucial conversations, because when we can learn and grow from these, that's when we get the wholeness just comes into our life. And so just fair warning, um, if you follow me on Instagram is that, yeah, we, we get into the juicy stuff is what I call, I love the juicy conversations. And uh, that's just how we heal and grow, and and, and that's one thing I want to say. And when we tie into my experience next time, is healing is worth pursuing. Wholeness is worth pursuing. Absolutely. And so, if we can remember that, I think that is going to be absolutely key.
0: So. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today, again, Carrie. I will put all these. Um, she gave us so many tips. And we'll put them in the show notes. I'll put all, all of her um, where you can find her as well in the show notes. And again, as we always say, just own you. Yes. Thank you so much.